We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Greetings, it's meeting time. And once again, my dear friend, Craig D. is here. Craig, you were with us last week and you took us on this journey of being a young, well-educated man to falling into the grip of alcoholism and addiction and who knows what, right? And it was only by the grace of God and people he put in your life that you're with us today with over two years of recovering healing. Amen? Amen to that. Craig, on your journey, you applied God's spiritual principles that we know as the 12 steps of recovery. And without these principles, we might be able to get clean and sober, but we're not really having a relationship with our eternal Father, are we? I agree with you. Nor can we even stay sober. Because to not do the steps and come into the rooms, you might be able to stay sober for a while. But if you're a real alcoholic, there's a very high likelihood you're going to go back out again. God forbid. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the steps, when I first came around into the rooms, I wasn't doing the steps. I was just coming to meetings, drinking the coffee, getting the bad breath, talking to people, talking to girls, and leaving. Right? Because I wanted to do it my way. I was happy. To, as I said in the last program, I wanted to give alcohol and drugs to God, but I wanted to do it my way every other, other, other way besides that. But wouldn't you know it? That's not a recipe for happiness or contentment or peace in your heart. And I know you know that, Terry. Amen. So when I did finally get around to the steps, I realized that step one is the only step you can do perfectly. What do you mean by that? Well, it's one thing to admit you can't drink anymore and never drink, you know, one day at a time, put down the sauce. But all of the rest of the steps are – Ideals, things we work towards, progress, not perfection, it talks about in the, in the literature. You're never going to get there. You know, it's just the, the fun and the process is in the journey. Just as we grow in our relationship with Christ over time, the same thing goes for recovery. You never, there's no graduation date here, you know. It's an ongoing, everlasting journey, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, I, I'm a, I have over 30 years of recovery and wow. healing, and I'm still on this journey of transformation. It never ends, does it? It doesn't. It never ends. In fact, I, I would only profess to be a Christian within a year or two. By the grace of God, I was brought to Christianity through my walk through the steps, and my relationship with God became personal as a result of the steps. So the first step, you accepted your powerlessness, right? Eventually. I mean, how many times did we get high and drunk knowing full well we were powerless and did it anyway? I want to make a quick point on that. It's You get so sick. You do an hour of get high and then a day of recover of you know hangover and we think that's a good deal because we're so desperate well the only way we can overcome that is step two right absolutely why don't you go uh and explain that what's interesting about step two terry is that when you come into the rooms a lot of people like myself we might have issues with god because of the trials and tribulations that oftentimes god puts in our life for an express purpose. Like how many times did we try to avoid pain at all costs by getting high or drunk? But meanwhile, those pains are, are, and trials and tribulations are put in our life by God to help us grow spiritually and develop character and perseverance and faith, right? 
life lessons. Right. I mean, faith has to be tested in order to be real. Of course, as a self-indulgent alcoholic and drug addict, you know, that might be good for somebody else. I just want to feel good and I want to feel good now, right? Until those consequences come and they get worse and worse, don't they? Let's talk about step two. Oh, right. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So coming into the rooms, I I met a lot of Christian men while I was in the fellowship that had a God of their understanding personal to themselves, Jesus Christ. And it was nice to know that, and I became their friends as I started coming around the rooms. And during my step work with my sponsor, moving to step three, we said the third step prayer together on our knees, which got us right into step four, which is an inventory of our resentments, fears, as well as the sex inventory, you know? And that was very revelatory for me just because it gave me a chance to take a deep dive into what was going on within me and getting that pipeline cleaned up between God and myself. I call that that step four, discovering the root causes of our addiction with pen in hand. It's like a a, a surgical scalpel, isn't it? It certainly is. Divulging all this root cause of our addiction demise so to speak yeah and it's like we blame god and other people for our demise when in fact we were the one that got the ball rolling started the ball rolling if you will no doubt not something how that is and satan kept pushing that ball didn't he absolutely this is a demonic disease it absolutely is and the blame game you can't get well if you play the blame game which one of the ways the steps help you with that is that there's a there's a column in the fourth step that says what was my part you know what we do, what did we do to get the ball rolling, if you will? Okay. What about step five? Step five is almost like a confession, like a Christian idea of confession, where we admit to God, who already knows. Like when we go to pray, God already knows what we need. Right. Okay. So we admit to God and our fellows. So we're not just keeping it within ourselves anymore, because it's such a lonely disease, alcoholism. That demonic force wants to keep us isolated, like you know, Terry. Right. No doubt. So with step five, we take it out into the open and admit it to ourselves, to God, and somebody else. And in the process of doing that, it's almost like a confession. It's a release of all those things. It's almost like a repentance, if you think about it. It's also cleansing, isn't it? Absolutely. And so important yeah. for sustained recovery, and you know, let alone happiness. After we uh, confess in step five, we go to step six, which is entirely ready to have God remove what we just confessed. Absolutely. How'd that work for you? Entirely ready. It's a process. You know, it is all, oftentimes it's coupled with step seven, which is to humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings, right? So we were entirely ready. We get ready in six, and then we do it in seven, right? But a lot of times we want to hold on to a couple things. But you can't have heaven with a little corner of hell in it, right? So oftentimes it says, if you're not willing to give it up right now, at least never say never. You know what I'm saying? Just wait until the time is right, but leave the door open. Because sometimes we get, we like our sin. We hate to have to admit that, don't we? I called some of our old friends. They don't want to leave us. Right. And that's the nature of sin, short-term pleasure and long-term pain. Right. When the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, you know you're going to be changing. Amen. Isn't that something? All right, let's go to the next step which is step eight. And actually, step eight and nine, they are intermeshed, interwoven, aren't they? They certainly are, Terry. And what's interesting about those steps is reminds me of uh, step five and four, in a sense, because we oftentimes don't want to admit our faults until the pain gets great enough, like I was just talking about. But one of the things that's good to remember is that we don't want to make the crosses of anybody else heavier. So the step talks about making an amends unless to do so would injure them or other people. 
So if you're involved in a relationship that's you know not healthy and, and somebody would be hurt by you making the amends, we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't get well by making the crosses of others heavier, as I said. But in step eight, we have to make a list of the people we've harmed, right? Yes, we We've got to bring that to the forefront. And as you're saying, we want to make amends whenever possible, right? Abs- absolutely. And also, we don't want to say we're sorry. Because how many times do we say we were sorry? And not mean it. Right. Exactly. I mean, saying you're sorry and meaning it is cool. But when you say, you know what? I was wrong. And by the grace of God, I'm never going to engage in that and do that ever again. Is there anything I can do to make it right? That's perfect. That's different than I'm sorry. Right. Because how many times did our parents hear us say sorry, you know? And we did the same thing. Again. Over and over. Yeah. Okay. What about 10? It's funny how the word wrong is in 10, too. You know, we took and continued to take that personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. And promptly means right away. So when we're wrong, because we're human, we're sinners, we're going to fall, you know. And when we do, we don't wait around. We make amends when necessary. We do like a step eight with somebody, a nine. Like, you know what? The way I acted, the way I behaved, what I said was wrong. And that keeps the slate clean, so that keeps the sunlight of the Spirit and the Lord's blessings on us. That takes us to step 11. Absolutely. The conscious contact with God. You know, it's amazing being a Christian man for the last two years. I've grown in my relationship with Christ. I never really was a believer until I was convicted of sin, as I talked about when I was talking about my story. And that relationship is beginning to blossom because I'm acknowledging the Lord of the Bible as being the omnipotent creator of the universe and us and everything in it. And that that's through prayer and meditation, right? Absolutely. We call out to him, and through meditation and his word, he speaks to us. Absolutely. Right? He wants us to reach out to him. See, because it's a, it's a free choice. It's free will. He wants us to be able to choose him willingly, because that's what love is. He gives us the free choice to love him or reject him. And we come to him, he comes to us. Isn't it beautiful, Terry? It's beautiful. And all, all along, he's, through step 11, improving our conscious contact with him. It never ends. It never ends. And when we fall out of step, he lets us know it. And that's love. You know, God chastises those whom he loves. Oh, I felt his tough love a few times. (laughs) Right? I guess addiction will do that to you. We're running out of time. So we have one more step, and that's the 12th step. That's where we give it away. What we have achieved through the grace and mercy of God and his teaching, we give it away. And you're giving it away today my friend Craig. So why don't you end by giving a hope shot away this very minute? Absolutely, Terry. I want to thank the Lord in prayer briefly for my life and my sobriety. I give you all the glory. I'm so grateful to you and all the things you've done in my life. Those out there that are listening to this program, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for God as a way of letting God know how grateful I am for all he's done in my life, for restoring me to sanity and giving my life purpose and meaning. If you're suffering from addiction and can't find a way out, the best thing you can do is get on your knees and cry out to God, just like Terry and I did, and say, God, please help me, and he'll hear you. And next thing you know, you'll probably find yourself at a meeting and sober and involved in an entirely new way of living. God bless all of you. Amen. Beautiful ending, Craig. Craig, I want to thank you for being here these past few weeks. Thank you for your powerful testimony. My friends... Craig not only talks the talk, he walks the walk. And thank you for walking through your journey with us this very day, Craig. And thank you, Terry. God bless you. Amen. 
Folks, next week, we're going to jump right back into the steps, and that's step seven, that we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. That's a polite way of saying our sins. And I want you to reference Isaiah 53, verses 10 through 12. Amen.